you are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of Locked On Indians. Happy 2021. Uh, thank goodness 2020 is over. It was a hellacious year for me, as I'm sure it was for everyone else out there. Uh, may 2021 be better. It, I'm not going to tempt fate. Just let's hope that it will be better. Uh, today's show is going to be a better one. A uh, nice start off at the new year with ro- the second half of my conversation with Rogelio Castillo. Uh, we get into the Indians more on this one. I know there's probably some people going, you spent a lot of time on the Tigers last time. But when you have a special guest on, don't you want their expertise? Uh, I, I don't know. I just love baseball in general. I love talking about it. I love looking into it. Things that are coming up. Uh, I have a two-part conversation with uh, Javi from Locked On Padres, one of the heart and soul glue people of the network when it comes to baseball. Really interesting talk. He's a really fun guy. Lots of personality. And you'll hear that in the talk. Um, I recorded two podcasts, one uh, discussing all the trades. That one will come go up on Monday. And then... Uh, probably not until the Monday after. I also have already recorded one about why the Indians and Rays make a lot of sense as trade partners. The Rays lost Morton. They lost, they traded Snell. Those two guys were started the year as the number one, number two starter. Yes, they only do the three rotation thing. They rely on their bullpen. They're always sending guys up and down, but they don't have a lot of pitching and they have a lot of injuries right now. Uh, so their top pitching prospects, no one's there to help. They have about six guys who are going to miss next year due to injury. And they have a lot of question marks. They also have a ton of bats. They have bats coming out their ears, several former friends, uh, between Joy Wendell, Yandy Diaz, Francisco Mejia. Uh, and, you know, a lot of those guys are just part-timers. I, there's a trade that makes sense somewhere in there, and I'll get into that uh, very soon on an upcoming podcast. Looking into the future, crystal ball, telling you what's coming. I'm going to start doing my uh, greatest player in blah, blah, blah round. So, for instance, I'm going back to, I wrote all of these back when it was Indians uh, Baseball Insider, before we jumped to Scout. This was a series I did before Scout fell apart and then 24-7 fell apart. So this is a long time ago. It gives me a chance to dive back into my research, see if things have changed. I know when I wrote them, I talked about... Jason Kipnis was on the path to being the greatest second-round pick in team history. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, I predicted that at the time, not the case. So, uh, you know, the person who was will stay in that slot. But just some fun things like that, just doing some quick reviews, uh, some fun names come out of those pieces. Uh, You know, it's a fun thing. So we're going to probably do one of those a week, uh, deciding which day of the week those will fall on. And, you know, we'll keep the interviews going. And those are going to be a big part of this offseason. Without any further ado, here is myself and Rogelio Castillo talking more about the Indians this time, still talking some about the Tigers and talking about the AL Central in general. Sit back and enjoy. Uh, I guess the big, you know, kind of summing up on the Tigers is, do you think they are going to get out of the cellar this year? I No, and I'll be honest because, I mean, look at what Kansas City's doing. The Kansas City, just small additions in former Indian Carlos Santana, you have Mike Miner. They're doing something, and the world's ownership has the new owner has said they're not they're not afraid to spend. And Great Moore to me is is a pretty. I think he's a vastly underrated general manager. You look at their last couple of drafts; they've been really stocking their system with pitchers, and they've been doing a little better on the international side of things. I think the Royals are gonna 
sit there and Whit Merrifield, Whit Merrifield totally destroys Tigers pitching. It doesn't matter who it is. I mean, he's just guy hits like 500 against Detroit, no matter what. It's it's insane. And him Indians as well. He I think he hits like 500 against the Central and like 200 against everyone else. <laughs> it's it's remarkable how, how he does against Tigers pitching. And, and now I didn't know about the Indians, but even the Twins. I mean, the Twins are getting better. The White Sox are cleaning up the Cuban market. They're got. There's even talk about them getting Oscar Colas too. I saw something today on Twitter that had, I believe, I forgot what um, Cuban White Sox player was talking about that. And they're they just got the younger brother, half brother Cepeda. So they they're doing very well. You can see it, you make jokes about Tony LaRusso's hiring, yada yada yada. But in terms of personnel, they have a really they're getting better. And so I don't unless the Tigers blow my mind here next two months and sign somebody out of the woodwork, which they don't really suppose they don't have the money for. I think it's going to be another year, long year for Detroit Tiger fans. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think when you look at it, right, just top to bottom roster, uh, I, I would say I think the White Sox are the most talented in the division, um, just in terms of position and depth and everything else. Uh, I, you know, I know people out there are like, "What about the Indians?" We will talk about the Indians. Uh, uh, to get the scout, it was Ramon Pena, who actually worked with the Indians as well. He was the one that found uh, Jose Ramirez, and so he was the one that found Willie Castro and. Omar Infante and Ramon Santiago, Fernando Rodney, Bobby Higginson, and Jose Lima are some of the That's some really good uh, numbers. And I do remember his time with the, I remember his name coming up uh, specifically. It came up often when Jose Ramirez kind of broke out. Uh, good pull there. Very good pull. Uh, it's also a good transition because I thought, you know, obviously you guys primarily covered the Tigers as you talked about at the top of the show, but you also spent a lot of time covering the Central in general. You have me on to talk about the Indians or to talk about the draft or any number of things, but you guys are actively, you know, you're looking and the great thing with, with a lot of your guys' work is uh, being prospect based. It's like, you guys look at not just the Tigers prospects. You guys have familiarity with the Indians prospects and like, what is your guys's take on the tie, the Tigers? And I already asked, asked you about the Tigers on the Indians next year. Uh, you know, do you think this is a team that could uh, be in the wild card talk? What do you kind of see as the big needs? What is the outside uh, outside experts view on this team? Well, in terms of from a from an Indian standpoint, too, I know that right now we are going to be dropping a prospects live Indians uh, top thirty prospects. Uh, so that's going to be coming out just as a. I'm actually going to be help, helping host that a little bit, but yeah. I'm doing a little bit deep in diving here and there. But in terms of is that from, Justin doing that? I'm just trying to remember. Yeah, his, yep. Uh, Justin's doing that there. So I'm helping them on the audio side of that. But in terms of what the Indians have and what I, I think they need, I mean, the whole brand hand situation was kind of strange to see them just suddenly just release, release them. And then I, I don't know. Like, I still think they have enough pitching that they'll make them tease for a while. But at the same time, I, I, I know there, to me, the outfield situation, and we talked about this numerous times, still seems like it hasn't been, fully addressed and I, I, I don't know for terms of even for like, just look at the, it's the, the bullpen. The thing about the Indians is have some way to get a guy that, you know, like James, uh, I'm butchering his name, James, James, uh, Carney, uh, Karchuk and oh, Karen Chalk. Yeah. Karen Chalk. Yeah. Karen Chalk and his numbers last year. And, and that bull, and that's what's going to keep them in the wild card contentions, that bullpen and the, and the rotation, even after Clevenger has been traded, you still have they have depth across the board, and I, and I think that's where it's going to help Cleveland. And even as much as the t- Tigers or you, you talk about the Tigers' arms and 
granted, I understand that it's not, they need still to me have a deeper system and they're able to produce pitching and just the amount of international talent too. And that's where I think Cleveland's strength is right there is you see what they'd be able to get out of Jose Martin, you know, even with what's going to happen here with the Francisco Lenore trade, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I think whatever they're going to get on, on back on investment is going to help them out immediately. But I, I think, I think they're going to contend based on just the pitching alone. Offensively speaking, they might, that's where they're going to have the setbacks a little bit, but it really depends on who they, if that trade, if and when that trade happens, if they can get an impact bat or two, that can really give us some, some power. Yeah, it certainly seems right now. I think the Indians don't think they need an outfielder. I, I It's weird to state that. And we've had this discussion many times and anyone who listens to the podcast has heard me talk about that. Like since 2000, the, Number one outfielder this team has drafted and developed uh, in terms of war is Luke Scott, who never played for the the Indians. Ben Francisco is top five. It's it's been ugly. It's uh, it's just been a constant thing that they cannot do. Uh, Taylor uh, Tyler Naquin, who it sounds like is going to sign elsewhere, is amongst those top five productive outfielders in Indians uh, history in terms of draft and development. And I talked about on last night's show, they were actually really poor at bullpen development until recently, and now. Uh, they're probably in the best position they've ever been where, yes, they let hand go, but it, I really liked the rule five edition of Trevor Steffian. And he is, uh, when the Indians go out of their way to add a pitcher, you know, they saw something they can fix. And, uh, you know, Emmanuel class a is constantly the forgotten guy. And there's a chance if he was healthy, he would have been the guy, not Karen chalk, like in terms of just the explosive, uh, high end stuff. So it's, it is certainly advantageous, but, uh, yeah, that outfield. I don't know. It, and it's just interesting uh, in general because we don't know what's going to be at first base or in any of the three outfield spots or DH for sure or second base or short. We're pretty sure we know catcher and we know third. Beyond that, it is uh, all bets are off. Speaking of bets, that's just too good of a point to not jump in and do a ad read for our great sponsor, betonline.ag. You've heard about them multiple times on the show. They are a fantastic new sponsor partnering with us across the network. And if you go to betonline.ag, make sure you do use the promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus. I had we just headed over to the uh, betonline.ag website. You can bet on football, basketball, boxing, darts, hockey, martial arts, soccer, prop bets, game props, futures. They have contests. It, the list goes on and on. So if you are someone who wants to get in the game and off the sidelines, go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On and get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code Locked On for your sign-up bonus. Hey, it's now the new year. That means... 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Lockdown Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of the Paramount of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get podcasts. And you assume that uh, Naylor is going to be somewhere. We don't know where yet. And uh, Fran Mill Reyes, there was some video recently of him online. I forgot to talk about this on the show yesterday. Playing first base. I don't know if that's something that uh, he's actually trying to do or what the deal with that is, but uh, it's certainly something Indians fans should keep in mind. But 
Yeah, the outfit. I mean, it's it's not. Uh, it's it certainly does seem that the hope right now is to run out what they have, see if Mercado can rebound after just talk about it. You know, a horrendous year you, for you guys. It was uh, Christian Stewart for us. It was Oscar Mercado in terms of the young outfielder. Just uh, every the wheels completely falling off in that shortened season. Uh, have a Daniel Johnson uh, Luplo platoon and then uh, hope for Nolan Jones by midseason. They seem to be putting a lot of their eggs in the Nolan Jones basket right now. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Johnson because he's a lefty, lefty bat out of what I think New Mexico State. Yes. Know? Yeah, and so that's the same school that uh, Nick Mar- Nick Gonzalez went to, and so like that whole el- el- you know elevation and cartoonish numbers everybody talks about because of the conference they play in. And that's where at least the Tigers, from the standpoint of, well, from the excuse me, from the from the outsider looking in, you have to. I know outside of that, in terms of you have George Valeria, who is in, I believe, what is in high low A right now, and then low A, yeah, he was a low A guy heading into the year. Yeah, and then outside of that, the only thing I could think of in terms of an outfielder that might even be, I don't know if he's even close right now, is. Uh, well, he's not even close, I should say. Pardon me. Uh, Aaron uh, Burchado. Oh, yeah. Second baseman outfielder who's about yeah. the same spot that um, Valera is due to missing time with injury. Yeah, and Detroit, who let go of, um, by the way, he signed with the Giants, was because um, we still have Garrett Hill in camp. And Derek Hill is part of the 40-man master. But in terms of outfielders right now, the Tigers and the Indians have, I mean, there's so many 4A guys, but Azakar, who was, was in double A Erie went to San Francisco signed as a minor league free agent. But outside of that, I was, I was trying to, I was looking beforehand about, well, maybe we wouldn't the system that stands out and it's all in terms of right fielders. The only one I can think of or outfielders that goes further down is Jonathan Rodriguez. And as I mean, a, a guy, if you, or excuse me, a prospect, if you will, just a guy that just put in there like, Oh, you know, we'll put him in there. That's, that's cool. Former third round pick, youngest guy in the 2017 draft, maybe like the in, in the entire draft class out of Puerto Rico. Uh, had big hope for him, just has not still super young. So I still have some hope for Jonathan Rodriguez. But yeah, it's there. Is, and that's why, again, Nolan Jones, uh, they I think he is going to debut as an outfielder. And I think he's going to obviously he has uh, this team is not going to bring him up to start the year. They're going to manipulate service time as much as they can because they have to, but I bet we see him in spring training and then to start the year in the minors uh, working in right field. I, I, he's got an arm enough to handle it. And I think the right fielder of the future for the Cleveland Indians is Nolan Jones. Uh, Daniel Johnson's interesting just because he's the guy from the Jan Gomes trade. And uh, those New Mexico bats have almost all failed in the minors. Uh, New Mexico, New Mexico State, doesn't matter. It's both uh, DJ Peters. Right. No, I always get these confused because there's DJ and Dustin. Um, Dustin was the first rounder. DJ is the younger brother. Maybe I can't recall. One was a high schooler. One was a college guy, but one was a first round pick to Seattle was kind of one of the bigger flameouts recently. And I always understood that concern with Nick Gonzalez, even though I was like the biggest Nick Gonzalez mark because everyone else was able to kind of join that board after he uh, he hit in the Cape. But it's going to be fascinating to watch with Johnson because for whatever reason, for as bad as the Indians were last year, they just kept running out the same guys. Daniel Johnson got like 12 at bats. Uh, Kaye Tom, who the A's took, never got selected. And honestly, it's like Kaye Tom <laughs> still looks good to me compared to a lot of these outfielders uh, that they have talked about or could be rolling out. It's 
it's an obvious area of need, but it does not seem to be one that they are fully looking at. Uh, they like I said, you know, you're as the outside observer, you bring it up, but there's an odd comfort with what they have, even though it doesn't appear that they have anything. Yeah, and and to me, even the the one thing that I I was kind of concerned with was a little bit about Terry Francona's health and 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 what was going on with that and. I know that was kind of a hung over the clouds of the Indians last year a little bit, but even after the Clevenger, the whole the whole fiasco and and how that happened, and, and that was kind of from my perspective, it was even the rant I believe I um, that uh, he went on. I'm trying to think. Why am I drawing a blank on the, the Zach Fleesack yeah. car rant without the yeah. seatbelt? Yeah, and then later deleted. That was that was that was interesting. Comparatively speaking, the Tigers camp and Tigers camp was relatively quiet and kind of. We heard nothing what was going on in Toledo. Like the six man camp was just silent. Nothing. I mean, you have the occasional updates, but it was it was like a fortress of solitude down there. You didn't know idea what was going on. And so and I think for 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 myself, just looking at some of the prospects at least, there's so many good like another arm too I like because I like lefties a lot. I know I have this affinity for lefties, even though I'm a right handed I played when I played, I was always right handed, but uh Sam Hennigas. The lefty, the lefty, uh, that's another intriguing arm to me. Six, eight, I mean, the guy's massive. Yeah, he's built like a lineman. Yeah, and he's, he's the biggest there. pitcher, just body, like because it's not just like he's like we get a lot of six eight skinny dudes. You know, like Tristan McKenzie's a I don't want to say like six six skinny. Uh, Sam is built like like a defensive end. Like he is a big yeah. yeah, yeah. It's they've got those waves, and it's interesting just to watch those and. I mean, Terry Francona is always going to be the great unknown because you you don't want to. They're not going to let him go if he wants to come in and and manage. He's it's his job. It was interesting that Sandy Almar did not get. I was not the biggest fan. I'll be honest of of his managing, but apparently neither was Major League Baseball. He didn't get any interviews, and the Indians brought in a new bench coach. They didn't promote him. Um, and then the Indians lost Tony Mazzolino, who had been a, a minor league guy. I got to interview a few times in Double A, who was their third base coach when everything went awa- went awry last year. Uh, he went over to Baltimore, so they've had some some internal coaching at the major league level changes. And with Brad Mills basically retiring, you know he's going to take a lesser job. And I'm blanking on the the coach they brought in, but uh, he, there's there's a lot of change, and then there's always the chance that uh, Terry could have to sit out again it, it it's it's something that is i agree a bit of a specter that haunts them and you know for clevenger and plesak i think it was a nice wake-up call for plesak because he was he's in the midst of one of the best breakout seasons of any pitcher in baseball and it said uh his response to it was so tone deaf that it just made him you know, i'm sure people took him aside and talked to him at that point uh and clevenger is a really nice guy. He's a really fun guy. Forethought is not his friend. And he is, he think you know, he kind of thinks about fun first. You know, there's, it's easy to track the irresponsibility in multiple areas with him through the years online. Um, I wish him nothing but the best. He worked his tail off to become the pitcher he has been. And I hate anyone getting injured, but I think the Indians were really, con- they're, I think they're more concerned about the health than they were about, him being a bit of a knucklehead uh and it is interesting you know obviously people uh are waiting for me to talk about blake snell uh i mean that's going to be the trade comparison is looking at those two trades a few years from now and call me crazy 
I, I prefer the Indians six guys to the four Tampa got. And I understand Tampa has more ceiling in that, but there is significantly more risk. And uh, I know, I mean, Louis Patino could be amazing, but there are a lot of people out there who already have him just as a reliever because of some of the mechanics and, and, and uh, control issues. So uh, it's, you know, it's it, that to me, that's going to be the fascinating comparison is those packages. And yes, I will talk about that on Friday's show. Yeah. Was, that to me that I, I would right now just having a, just a just kind of looking it over on paper, I would agree with you on that because, you know, Patino, Patino struggled last. I mean, there's a, was a start against the Dodgers. I was watching where he's just, he kind of looks all over the place a little bit, but if Tampa knows how to fix Tampa knows how to fix yeah. things. I mean, they, for example, they fixed Drew Smiley when he came over from Detroit and they fixed Fernando Rodney, Rodney's best mm-hmm. closer were in Tampa by simply, I think with Smiley, they told him to go to the third side, third base side of the rubber. Boom, different pitcher. And, and with uh, Rodney, same thing. They identified something, and they kept it simple for him, and he became a much more effective closer after that. So whatever yeah. they're doing in Tampa to identify those things, I, I, I trust that they're going to probably do the same thing here. No, and like I said, I'll go. I'll give uh, if you're listening to this now, and you're like, oh, but talk about the other pieces Friday. Just wait; <laughs> they'll be there for Friday. I don't want to to do it all now. We've already gone uh, over 30 minutes and I started my timer late. So, uh, I, you know, appreciate having you on. We are going to have Chris who we mentioned, uh, at the start of the show at some point on as well, trying to have a new guest every Wednesday, uh, at least during the off season. And then when we, uh, when we're playing baseball again, well, not we, I'm going to be, when we are able to, uh, watch baseball again, trying to have, uh, you know, Rahelio and Chris come on and talk again before some tiger series is and get some stuff together like that. But, Again, I want to thank you for giving me your time, uh, being flexible with your time, and joining us on the show today. Uh, again, just remind them where they can find you and all that fun stuff. So you can find me on Twitter at Rajcast Baseball. You can find uh, all our work, Chris's and I's work, at MotorCityBangles.com. And the podcast page is on Twitter. At Twitter, it's at Tigers SRD. We'll talk Tigers. We'll talk board games. Jeff is also, and I, we, we talked for an hour after one of our podcasts and look forward to talking baseball, whatever you like. And, you know, if, as long as it's not the Lions or Browns, which I'm not really interested in talking about right now, especially after this weekend against the Tom Brady, we're cool. <laughs> yeah, I can always, uh, I know we're past the holidays, uh, but if you want a baseball board game, baseball highlights, uh, I'm pulling up the app of it now is still my my favorite that was me and my buddies love to get together it's a card drafting based game so if you're yeah baseball highlights 2045 uh involves cyborgs robots and, and naturals a, aka people without enhancements but uh that's that's uh to give some uh, board gaming stuff at the end here that is my go-to baseball board game is baseball highlights 2045 so uh just throw in that little extra fun nugget and uh yeah no uh thanks for having me on uh or thanks for having me thanks for coming on wow brain dead moment there but uh i've been jeff ellis this has been the lockdown indians podcast and at least for the next year go tribe